Chris is, was laughing so hard because of my wording <laughs> in the notes. <laughs> Calling Niantic cowards, by the way. Give me credit shield on in an actually accessible place, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> it's art. It's art on page. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Slow and steady wins the race, especially in the first event in June. It's time to clam up and dig into the events for this month. Discovery is the name of the game this season, other than Pokemon Go, of course. Open that spice drawer and pick another GBL seasoning. Number eight will do. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 147. It's June 1st. Get another lovely Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. What's shaking, bacon? I haven't heard that in a while. No, but <laughs> did I make you uncomfortable calling you bacon? Would you rather be another <laughs> breakfast meat? Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the stink sausage link? <laughs> what's your jam, Canadian uh, ham? Uh, Canadian bacon is just ham. I did I couldn't think of a good way to pivot <laughs> that, but here we yeah, are. <laughs> that, that one failed. It's okay. I'm sorry, my heart was in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's just. <laughs> You got to answer the question. What's, what's shaking, though? I won't call you bacon. Um, I kind of threw you for a loop. Uh, the, the hash browns are shaking, usually, <laughs> I suppose. Don't usually shake the bacon. What's with the frown, hash brown? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just get started here. Shout out to a brand new patron of ours, Chris, not me. Yet another Chris. That's the that's the tragedy of a common name but it is nice to have yet another chris amongst our ranks looking forward to getting to know you better in the discord thank you so much for your support more about patreon and supporting the show at the end of the show but between here and there we've got so much to cover very very exciting i bet you thought maybe since last week we covered all of GoFest news and that was a bunch of details that maybe we'd have a a shorter news section this week well you're wrong, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Kyle and I set some goals last week as we are want to do every week, right? We did. We did. We did. Now, uh, would you like to go first? Sure. It's too bad. You're going to do it anyway. 45 GBL matches. Did you manage? I did. I've, I've, I've been doing more Go Battle League, I swear. That's excellent. <laughs> did you do the Verizon event? How'd that go? I did not. I, I I totally tickets. forgot, and then you you like can't claim it the day of or something. It was an absolute really? nightmare. Yeah, what whatever Ooh. it was, it was an absolute nightmare to work through on the day of. And I'm just like, just 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 not happening. I did not care enough about it because it it wasn't that big a deal. That's strange to me, but okay. Uh, clean out your Pokemon storage. Get it down to two thousand. I did. Nineteen ninety two. That was a good year. <laughs> Uh, and did you stock up items for Gibble Community Day? And if so, where yet? I did. I've got like just under 600 Pokeballs, like 240 Great Balls, 200 Ultra Balls. I need more. It's not enough. But you did do some sort of concerted effort. I, I definitely did it. I still okay. have plenty of space to get stuff, too. I just need more Ultra Balls. Well, hey, that's 
that's a good powerful showing this week. Three out of four. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So for myself, I had three goals. I wanted to hit six million Stardust and <laughs> I did. I've got six million and like 25K. Like it's just over. <laughs> not a whole lot over. One million experience. I was I was him and Han. I was like either really close or I blew it out of the water. So I couldn't remember what I started with last week, which is my my mistake. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did it, but because I'm unsure, I'm going to say no, just in good faith. And then one shiny, it could have been anything. And you know what? I got it. It was. It, it's, it certainly was. This last Wednesday, the day after we recorded, I went out to go grab some food for dinner. It was late. And I got this raid invite. And it was none other than Zoe Two Dots. And I was like, absolutely. And it was a zigzagoon. I hadn't done one yet. It was my first one. And boom, bam, it was <sighs> shiny. Very happy about it. Apparently, people are having varying levels of luck with shiny Galarian Zigzagoon. So I feel very lucky and I will stop bragging about it now because I don't want people to feel badly about it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very happy for it. I mean, I would I would hang it over your head for sure, but not our <laughs> dear innocent listener. Absolutely not. So in the interest of, well, I guess moving on, let's move along here right into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. First up, we're going to be talking about, okay, we're talking about three things this week, one of which is going to be covered by Fish and DeFi later on in the PvP section today. And if you know anything about the news this week, you probably have a great inkling as to what it could be. So we're going to cover two things in its entirety here. This first one has some summarized points in the second thing. So we will kind of gloss over several of these topics in the first news item and talk about them and react to them when we get more details in the second one. So if you're like, oh, they're moving really fast. Well, it's by design <laughs> in the interest of time and not just being redundant. That's what we're going to do. But first up is the season of discovery. Trainers during the season of Legends Aetherian forms of Tornadus, Thunderous, and Landorus arrived in Pokemon Go, setting the stage for the Pokemon Go debuts of Xerneas and Eveltal. Trainers became legendary and legends were told and made. Now we're excited to announce the first season, the season of Discovery, which will feature our fifth anniversary celebrations and Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Again, so hype. From encountering Pokemon that have never appeared in Pokemon Go before to discovering new things about the ones we've grown to know and love, this season will be all about the spirit of discovery in Pokemon Go. The season of discovery will run from Tuesday, June 1st, that's today, at 10 a.m. local time, to Wednesday, September 1st at 10 a.m. local time. And here are some of the things that we can expect from this season. Some Pokemon will make their Pokemon Go debut in Legendary Raids and Mega Raids. The season of Discovery will have a colossal kickoff with Regirock, Regice, and Registeel returning to five-star rates. They can be shiny, by the way. We've, they've been through already. They will be appearing from Tuesday, June 1st at 10 a.m. local time to Thursday, June 17th at 10 a.m. local time. After that, a surprise Pokemon will appear in five-star rates. Keep your eyes peeled for more details, trainers. Unexpected guests will be making an appearance in five-star raids, including exciting encounters during Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Look out for more raid updates in our monthly event blogs, which have not been posted yet. This season, Mega Raids will feature only one Mega Evolved Pokemon at a time. Stay tuned for further details each month. Now, I, I'm not sure if that's reiterated later, uh, but I, I want to check, do a little gut check quick, Kyle. How do you feel about only having one Mega Evolved Pokemon available in Mega Raids at a time? I, I don't like it. 
personally. I, I don't even take part in the feature, but I don't like it. To what end? What, why do you think it's negative? Give, give me some pros and cons here. Or cons, if that's all you got. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I see the obviousness of the pro. The, the pro, which I'll start with because it's easier, you get to target farm what you want. Yeah. That's good. If you want a certain maggot, you know to wait for the two weeks that it's going to be there, and you go get to do it. But on the flip side, it limits the time that you can get that same Pokemon. So if you don't have the opportunity to target farm, but you would still like to do it as your time just goes by, you have less opportunities then. If you do 50 raids in a week, this is a bonus for you. But if you do like three raids, three raids in a week, you have significantly less opportunities to do the megas you want to, for example. Yes, I would agree with you on all points. Um, I, I'm not even going to counter argue. Um, I think the pro can speak for itself. But again, this kind of you know benefits and is a con to <laughs> certain types of players. I think they're just trying to find a good balance because right now it's a little bit frustrating with three in. If you're trying to target, you really can't because Megas are also competing for egg egg opportunities to spawn uh, with with one, three and five star raids. So it kind I, of makes a little bit of sense. I, I think three is a, a pretty good point. I think the other big issue that I have with it is there are 48 Mega Pokemon. That's a lot. Well, total, not in the game. Yeah, so far. total. In the yes. game, we still are, are approaching a decent amount, but they're releasing them so slowly, it's almost irrelevant. But 48 at two weeks each is, you know, two years just to see one rotation. True. Very true. Uh, they did say it's just happening this month, too. So no word on whether or not it's going to continue. They might just be experimenting. Hopefully True. this comes to some sort of common ground. But let's move on here. Different Pokemon will be appearing in the wild. As the seasons change, different Pokemon will be appearing in different areas across the world. Uh, and Kyle is going to talk more about this in particular, some of these spawns. But let's just cover these really quick. and We won't belabor the point until later. But in cities, Pokemon such as Alolan, Rattata, Magnemite, and Porygon will be appearing more frequently in the wild, while in far-off forests, Spellsprout, Doduo, Skorupi, and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild. The mountains are seeing shifts in Pokemon as well, with Rhyhorn, Nosepass, Dwebble, and more, while Magikarp, Meryl, Whalmer, and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild near bodies of water. These and many more Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Stay tuned for more details, trainers. It's good that there's going to be more than just like the... 12 they pointed out <laughs> because we get kind of bored over that in three months yeah uh, hemisphere exclusive pokemon during the season trainers will encounter different pokemon in the northern and southern hemispheres in the northern hemisphere pokemon like alolan diglett staryu barboach and petalil will be appearing more frequently the first partner pokemon originally discovered in the hoenn region Shriko, torchic and mudkip will also be appearing in the wild and keep an eye out for summer form deerling too if you're lucky, you might even encounter Pokemon such as Sableye, Scyther, and Combi. In the Southern Hemispheres, you'll get Alolan Sandshrew, Alolan Vulpix, and Shelter. The first partner in Pokemon originally discovered in the Sinnoh region, comprised of Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup, will be appearing as well. And keep an eye out for Winterform Deerling. And if you're lucky, you might run into a Lickitung, Chimeco, and Cubchoo in the wild. So there you go. Different Pokemon will be hatching from eggs. Now, this is the stuff I care about. Move aside, everybody else. Some different Pokemon will be hatching from eggs. Here's a look at which Pokemon you might find. Metatype, Weasel, Spritzy, Swirlix, and more from 2Ks. 
Spritzy and Swirlix have just spent so much time in 7Ks lately that it's weird to see them in it's, 2Ks. Well, and also all over Wild Spawns, like yes. everywhere. This is the most we've been bombarded with a new spawn outside of Litleo, I guess. Oh, yeah, Litleo is a good example. But I'm sure there are others, but Litleo definitely is the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Togepi, Gligar, Skarmory, Bonsly, and more will be hatching from five kilometer eggs. Timber, Rufflet, Goomy, Noibat, and more will be hatching from 10 kilometer eggs. Kranidos, Shieldon, Skrelp, and Clauncher will be appearing from five kilometer eggs earned from the Adventure Sync rewards. Bagon, Beldum, Gibble, Riolu, and more will be hatching from 10 kilometer eggs earned from the Adventure Sync rewards. Now, we haven't talked about this in a while, but really quick. For those of you at home that don't know what the Adventure Sync eggs are, Kyle, would you like to illuminate? Yeah, so when you hit 25 kilometers in a week, at the end of the week, if you have an open egg slot or an open bonus egg slot, you'll get a five-kilometer egg that has a unique egg pool. And if you manage to hit 50 kilometers, you'll get a 10-kilometer egg at the end of the week. Yep. When you hit 50, you'll get both of those. Not just one. So if you have room for them both. Yes. I'm not sure which one gets prioritized over the, the other. 5K does. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm pretty sure that it goes in order. I'm pretty sure that I've had that happen to me before. Oh, that's <laughs> that's rotten feeling for sure. Mostly yeah. because you can't wait for the trigger of the adventure thing. It just pops up. Yeah. Well, uh. honestly, it doesn't matter, though, because the eggs are terrible. Well, uh, that that's a matter of opinion. You don't like eggs to begin with. But no. for me, like, I'm going to be hatching 10Ks anyway. But if I get a 10K that has a few better Pokemon in it, I'm, that, you know. Historically, Adventure Sync 10Ks have been real bad. But <laughs> they do look a little bit better this time around. We'll get to that, though. All right. Well, uh, just we haven't talked about it in a while, so I thought maybe a refresher <laughs> would be nice. And lastly, be on the lookout for bonuses and items throughout the season. To kick off the season of Discovery, you'll receive a free remote raid pass from Research Breakthrough Rewards throughout June. Throughout the entire season, you'll also earn twice the experience from Research Breakthroughs as well. I hope that that feels good to some people, because to me, that doesn't feel quite That's as good as a, a raid bonus. But I mean, I mean, how much experience does a Research Breakthrough give through? Give again? I don't even pay attention. Not as much as you think. Uh, I couldn't it's, tell you. I think it's, it was a 5,000. Not yeah, even. That, that sounds about right, because I remember some rewards giving 7,500. That's terrible. That means once a week you get 5,000 extra experience. That was two legendary rates. Yeah. And if you use your free daily pass, which people are starting to be able to do more, you had seven times 2500 free experience yeah uh, it should have been 10 times yeah it it really should have been it should have just felt significant or like triple the stardust reward from it that yeah. would have been at least better because then that would have given you nine thousand stardust a week which is not even that crazy but it would have been better or even a combo if it was twice for each I w- that would feel better but but twice the xp just seems kind of like a pittance here yeah, it, it, even it, in my silver lining seeking opinion it's that's very low yeah it just i i always notice the stardust more than the experience from the research breakthrough i don't even pay attention to the experience from it <laughs> yeah yeah uh but hey there's that so <laughs> that's something to look forward to for some people that play the re- the research breakthrough uh the research breakthrough is is interesting i suppose you alluded from this perspective that it does work for players that never raid because there are people that don't 
Um, this is something that you can do with your, you know, your daily tasks and things like that. You just get one done and this benefits you in the long run. So there you go. Here's another opportunity for you. But next up, June events and more trainers. We hope you're prepared for a month of exciting Pokemon encounters and bonuses. First up, we actually knew about this. Save Shadow Zapdos from Giovanni. Giovanni will have Shadow Zapdos in his grass from Tuesday, June 1st at 12 a.m. until Thursday, June 17th at 12 a.m. local time. If you haven't already, complete the latest Team Go Rocket special research, the higher they fly, to any Super Rocket radar. This will help you track down the Team Go Rocket boss and save Shadow Zapdos. We're hearing reports that Giovanni will have a different Shadow Pokemon in his grasp starting on Thursday, June 17th. Keep a lookout for future details in the coming weeks, trainers. All right, so you can actually kind of infer quite a bit from that uh, because Shadow Zapdos coming back around this time is because the last time they had Shadow Zapdos in, there was a, a goof yeah. with rockets for like two weeks. Yep. And so they decided to bring it back for some people for like the first half of this month. But in each of the previous three months, we've also had a special research or something, some sort of way to get a rocket radar, a super rocket radar. We did not get a new one this month. So if there is going to be something new added to Giovanni's shadow pool on the 17th, it's likely going to be accompanied by a chance to get another super rocket radar. I would also assume so. It seems very unlikely that they wouldn't. So who knows? June research breakthrough encounters. This is what everybody cares about because this is where the bonus is going to be <laughs> from Tuesday, June 1st at 1 p.m. to Thursday, July 1st at 1 p.m. PDT, also known as Niantic time. You'll encounter Clam Pearl in Research Breakthrough Encounters. As an extra bonus throughout the month, you will also receive a free remote raid pass and twice the XP when you achieve a Research Breakthrough. Double XP for Research Breakthroughs will continue throughout the upcoming season. Look forward to more details in our upcoming season announcement, which we actually already covered. So this is going back in time a little bit. Featured Pokemon in Raids. The following legendary Pokemon will be appearing in five-star raids throughout June. Like we said, the first half of the month up until the 17th at 10 a.m. local time will be the Regis, that is Reggie Rock, Regice, and Reggie Steel. And on Thursday, June 17th to Wednesday, June 30th, there'll be a surprise legendary Pokemon, so mark your calendars appropriately. In addition, the following Mega Pokemon will be appearing in Raids. Mega Lopenny will be in raids from Tuesday, June 1st at 10 a.m. to June 8th at 10 a.m. local time. Mega Slowbro will be making its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids from Tuesday, June 8th at 10 a.m. to June 17th at 10 a.m. local time. And Mega Gyarados will be back. Shrimp Gang will appear in Mega Raids from Thursday, June 17th at 10 a.m. to July 2nd at 10 a.m. local time. And from June 1st, like we said, only one Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids at a time as they were listed. Every Wednesday in June, a raid hour will occur from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. The following Pokemon will be featured. The first Wednesday, the second will be Regirock. June 9th will be Registeel. June 16th will be Regice. And the 23rd and the 30th are yet to be announced. So they will likely be surprises as they had otherwise outlined earlier. Pokemon Spotlight Hours. In the month of June, Pokemon Spotlight Hours will take place every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. And each of these hours will spotlight a different Pokemon and special bonus. Actually, there is one today since we always record on Tuesday. June 1st was Dwebble in the spotlight. And you're in twice the XP for catching. I managed to catch like 25 while well, I had my phone on me while I was multitasking doing other things. 
and no shiny came to me. <laughs> Did you get a chance to catch some Dwebble, Kyle? Yeah, I caught some Dwebble. No shinies. Yeah, yeah. But Dwebble's a cutie pie, so. He's okay. June 8th, we'll have Abra, and you'll earn twice the candy for catching Pokemon. June 15th, we'll have Slowpoke, and you'll earn twice the candy for transferring Pokemon. June 22nd will be Swinub, and you'll earn twice the XP for evolving. And June 29th will be Apom, and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching. Note to that all of the Pokemon in the spotlight hours this month can be shiny, so hunt to your heart's content. June Community Day. This is no surprise. It's this Sunday from 11 to 5 p.m., and it's Gibble. If you're not already hype, nothing we say can make you hype. Please go take a look at the event details in the blog post, etc. Upcoming events. Stay tuned for details about these upcoming events. The first one we actually got a post about already, and here it is. A very slow discovery. Trainers, sometimes the best adventure is a slow one. In the upcoming A Very Slow Discovery event, you'll be able to take inspiration from the very same Pokemon that inspired us, Slowpoke. A Very Slow Discovery will feature Slowpoke, Galarian Slowpoke, Mega Slowbro, and Galarian Slowbro. Some of the other Pokemon will be appearing in the event are quite slow and active as well. When is this happening? It's happening from Tuesday, June 8th at 10 a.m. to Sunday, June 13th at 8 p.m. local time. So this is going to be pretty much the entirety of next week. Features include Galarian Slowpoke will be making its Pokemon Go debut, and you can evolve it into Galarian Slowbro by catching 30 Poison-type Pokemon when it's your buddy. We've heard reports that Galarian Slowking is taking its time to make its Pokemon Go appearance. You could even say its arrival might be quite slow. Ah, uh, cheese. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of love the amount of extra cheese we're getting here. Mega Slowbro will make its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids. Keep an eye out for event exclusive field research tasks that reward Slowbro Mega Energy. Slowpoke, Slackoth, Gulpin, Spoink, and more will be appearing more often in the wild. And if you're lucky, you may encounter a Slowbro or Vigoroth. Interesting. Galarian Slowpoke, Alolan Grimer, Shelter, Shinx, and Timber will be appearing in one-star raids. Snorlax, Slowking, Slacking, and Toxicroak will be appearing in three-star raids. Do with that information as you will, which, if I had to guess, is probably very little. Besides maybe hunting for Galarian Slowpoke with good IVs, perhaps? Collect event-exclusive field research that will challenge you to complete difficult tasks for some very slow rewards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not sure if that's a silly point or not. I wonder if the slow <laughs> rewards is a Galarian Slowpoke. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Complete a Slowpoke-themed collection challenge during the event to get an exclusive Slowpoke Forever shirt avatar item. <laughs> 30 Ultra Balls and 3,000 experience. See 30 more Ultra Balls, Kyle, for your stash. It's two days after community day oh they must have been slow on the uptick there pick up other slowpoke inspired avatar items in the shop if i can't get a slowpoke onesie i don't want it spin poke stops and open gifts to collect new slowpoke themed gift stickers to send to your friends i actually think i will cherish those be sure to pick up an event exclusive free box in the shop that'll contain 20 pokeballs 10 great balls and a king's rock no word if the king is looking for it or not I think you can keep it a nice meandering walk where you really take in your surroundings can be a nice contrast to the hustle and bustle of daily life. Be sure to share your slow but active adventures with us with hashtag Pokemon go. Let's go. 
And that's the end of the article there for that event in particular. Jeez. Now we'll circle back for it in just a second. Cause I have two more things just really short. And then I want to pick your brain about the Slowpoke event, Kyle, the solstice event. We don't really have any details about it yet, but from Thursday, June 17th at 10 AM through Sunday, June 20th at 8 PM local time. This is the week following the Slowpoke event. The solstice themed event is back. Trainers in the Northern Hemisphere will encounter summer-themed Pokemon, while trainers in the Southern Hemisphere will encounter winter-themed Pokemon. Look out for more details on June 16th, 2021. And then, question mark, question mark, question mark, trainers will be able to sink their two front teeth into an unexpected event from Friday, June 25th at 10 a.m. through Thursday, July 1st at 8 p.m. local time. And uh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> what is Bidoof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's everybody's uh, guess. Although there are other qualifying Pokemon the, such as no, Rattata and Raticate, nope, I suppose. Nope. None of those. You count. refuse? <laughs> none of those count. They're not beavers. <laughs> they slip to large front teeth. It doesn't matter. Maybe we'll get a, a Hermione Granger event and just oh call it a day. God. <laughs> Anyway, let's rewind really quick. Voop, voop, voop. Thoughts on the slow poke event there, Kyle? A very slow discovery. I think they use the word slow way too many times in this announcement. Do you get it? <laughs> it's about slow stuff. Are you, did you get it? Oh, God. I don't particularly care about this one, honestly. It's cool that there's something new coming. But I actually haven't played Pokemon Sword and Shield since they added Calarian Slowpoke. So I only know about it from pictures I've seen. That's fine though. Yeah. And it's okay. I I dig it. I like Mega Slowbro. I love the design. It's it's so good. It is. For those of you that don't know, Mega Slowbro is being eaten basically almost alive. Well, it's not really being eaten. It uses the the shelter that's on its tail as like body armor almost. Yeah, except it turns into a giant like spinning top because of it. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's very hard to describe otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's good because it's not a paid event. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That bad that I that's my takeaway. No, I feel uh, there's plenty of people that feel the same way, I'm sure. Well, just because the last Galarian we got was the the Mr. Mime fiasco, which was yeah. Which I will again say that because it was postured so close to other paid events that that event got a lot more oh i mean junk. i mean i'm not giving it junk because of that i'm purely saying because it was paid for a pokemon that we also have not gotten again since yeah then. isn't that wild i would have put money down that we would have gotten it by now yeah so hmm maybe maybe next year <laughs> are, are you excited for a very slow discovery yeah, yeah, I love getting new Pokemon and new different types in there and stuff like that. I also love themed spawn pools because it allows for targeted gameplay, mm-hmm. and they're very good at putting Pokemon that are shiny in those pools because they understand it It drives engagement. Uh, so more often than not, when there's an event going on, I'm thrilled about it until it's about day six or seven into that event, and I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm good. Can we please move on? So... This I, I think this looks very exciting to me. Or sorry, I think this sounds very exciting to me. No real drawbacks. But let's widen our scope because I don't want to move on without collecting, maybe sifting for a little bit of salt 
uh, about just June overall, Kyle, because <laughs> there's a lot of things being withheld. Primarily, what which might be the most exciting thing is new legendaries in raids towards the end of the month. But we do have all this other information, including Mega Slowbro being added and such like that, and the Reggie's coming back. Knowing yeah. that, knowing the spotlight hours, knowing everything, besides the legendaries, I suppose. How do you feel about this month? This month is kind of not really that exciting for me overall. I think it's cool that the Reggies are actually back. It's been a little while since we've had them. Reggie Rock and Reggie Steel are both really good in PvP, but Reg Ice is also good. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's three legendaries in raids for two weeks. And these are the legendary, these are some of the legendaries that you actually want XL candy for, for not Master League. So it's kind of a bummer. Like if you want an XL Reggie Rock, you have your work cut out for you. You sure do. Uh, same for Registeel. Registeel XL, it's godly and uh, good luck getting one. That being said, if it had been any longer for these, I feel like people would have been like, Reggie's again. Ugh. No, they would not have been. I I think we talked to different communities then. <laughs> I Well, no, but I think the point is that the last time we got them, there wasn't a whole lot of value to doing a bunch of them. Registeel was really easy to get and use for PvP because you didn't need to power it up. Yep. You just need the second move. Now, XLs weren't a thing. So now that they're a thing, it completely changes the dynamic of Registeel and Regirock, like to the point where I wasn't expecting it, but I should have. So fair enough. Um, unless we forget before we pass judgment too harshly on June, that while it doesn't feel like it is part of it, but Gibble Community Day is the crowning jewel so far of June. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's not even a question. But right. Gibble Community Day is already like almost over in my head, even though it hasn't <laughs> happened because yeah. we've, we've been talking about it for so long. And also we've been making plans for it for a while. So yes, yes. And, and now in my head, my, my event planning brain has moved on completely to go fest already. Yep. Um, even yeah, and you're right. This hasn't even happened yet. We're just past it. I'm sure on Sunday we'll we'll be like, yeah, that's right, it's Gibble. Yeah, oh yeah, my god! Like, oh god, get up at like eight o'clock. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Can't wait to do it and see people and sweat and be otherwise miserable, but in a gorgeous place with gorgeous people. One more comment to make about the Solstice event. The Solstice has historically been when they have swapped the spawn locations of Lunatone and Solrock, so mm-hmm. you can expect that to happen with pretty good odds at that point and i believe they've had both in the spawn pool during the event and then they swap after the fact yeah yes they, they've they also done use this as an opportunity for Viper and zangoose in the past but i don't remember mm-hmm. if it was on the solstice exactly or what but we did just see them for the rivals event so they might take the opportunity to do others or they might not. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like swapping their actual locations for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yes. So it's, okay, that's it's still that, possible. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited to see when we get all these new details for the rest of the things in June. I'm excited for the, you know, unannounced potential Bidoof event or whatever it could be. For the record, if it was a Ratata event, I would also be all over it, depending on what the event <laughs> contained. Uh, I already have three shiny Ratata. 
All right. Well, a lot of people don't. Okay. I, I know. I just, I don't want any more. And I'm really excited for Mega Slow, bro. I, I, I like that it's a thing, but I certainly won't be going out of my way to do it. <laughs> okay. Well, I will until I have enough energy for one. I might not even evolve it, but I'd like to have it available to me. <laughs> but, yeah. But completing your decks. Yeah. You the, decks. the Mega decks for me has, I have several, including like Ampharos and Gengar that I haven't Mega yet. That I just have a bunch of energy for and I'm waiting for an opportunity. So we will see. But anyway, moving along here to the last thing, which we're actually not really going to talk about. But Go Battle League Season 8, we're going to be deferring to our PvP experts, Fish and DeFi-E, as mentioned earlier in this week's PvP corner. So look forward to that. There are several things to get excited about in it, including uh, move changes and such. So make sure you stay tuned for that if you're interested at all. And even if you're not, you should also stay tuned for that. Because why not? Come on. All right, Kyle, time to bring us back home in a way. It's Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to do a seasonal lookout for Pokemons that were being told are spawning and sort of featuring. Now, just to note, this is based only on what we were told. Obviously, more things are spawning. It is only the first day, so we don't know how common things are yet. And I'm sure there's some noteworthy stuff that they didn't mention because Niantic is just like that sometimes. First up, it's the Reggies because they're in the raids. How can you not talk about them? We got Registeel. Everyone kind of knows Registeel if you take part in Go Battle League. He's he's really good in Great League. Although when Focus Blast got nerfed, as well as its other move, what what is it again? The, it's the Steel one. Chris, help me out here. Flash Cannon. Flash Cannon. There you go. He he saw less play, but he's still very good. And uh, XL Registeel is rank one for Ultra League right now. Unfortunately, he needs to be level 49. So like I said earlier, good luck with that. Next up, we have Regirock, and he is really good in Great League, apparently. It's one downside, though. You can't catch a Great League Regirock from raids. So... The research breakthrough we had a million years ago. You still got one of those sitting somewhere. <laughs> I think I do, actually. It might it might be worth it. I don't know, honestly. But it's also ranked quite highly in Ultra League. It's ranked 10, and it only needs to be level 30, so no XL candy. But if you want to use that XL candy, it actually is pretty good in Master League. If it's maxed out, not the best of the best, but definitely potential. Last up is Regice. Not as good as its brothers in Great League, but just like Regirock, you can't catch a Great League one from raids, so it's not really that big a deal. And it's just about as good as Regirock for Ultra League and XL in Master League. But that's enough about the raids. Let's talk about the spawns. Oh, yeah, let's do it. So first up, just the general spawns they listed. Want to call attention to Skroopy. First and foremost, I want to call attention to Scroopy because I love Scroopy. And it's shiny, it's really good. And I need one still. <laughs> but also, as we'll talk about in the PvP corner, in the PvP corner in a minute, Poison Sting got buffed. And Drapion is actually pretty alright in PvP. I, I did some great league with him and it was actually pretty fun to use. So I, I think it's I think it's worth trying. Next up, there's Meryl. Azumarill XL. That's just, I hope there's enough because we need it. Actually, we don't need it. I don't need more Azumarills in Great League, but 
And then we have Rhyhorn again for Rhyhorn XL candy for all your rock wreckers or good IVs for a future rock wrecker. Or if you want to use an elite TM, I suppose, if you can't wait, but I wouldn't recommend that. Next up, we have the hemisphere exclusive spawns in the Northern hemisphere. We're going to get Mudkip Swampert. It's really good in all three leagues. It's got uses, which is crazy. That's how good it is. Well, Swampert with Hydro Cannon. Yeah, Swampert with Hydro Cannon. Yes, I am sorry. But it's really good. Yes. And I'm still so upset that is the one community day of the last, like, I don't know how much time I didn't actually get to do. How were you to know that it would be so good in people? Uh, it eats me up inside every time. <laughs> I still only have, like, a hundred mudkip candy or something oh, like that. Oh man. Oh, it hurts so much. Next up we have Sableye. Got to get that XL candy for a good purified one for Great League. And also Sableye is worth increased Stardust. 750 to be exact. So catch all of those if they're spawning. I always forget that. I, I had to double check it. I had to actually double check a lot of these when You're I was like, doing no, this. No, it's not. No, no, I just I didn't remember. I'm like, hang on. Some of these, something has to be worth extra stardust because the Northern Hemisphere doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Because I totally didn't know Sableye. And then I also forgot about this next one because the next one is Staryu. Staryu is also worth increased stardust. That's also 750. So it also has a lackluster shiny that should be fantastic. And it's not. Oh, boy. Yeah, that whole conversation about mint, green, and silver all over again. Yeah, it should be silver. <laughs> I like the green. No, I think we can all agree that shiny star me is just kind of all right. Yeah. But moving on to the Southern hemisphere, they're going to have shelter for that sweet, sweet 900 stardust and also nice orange shiny. If you can get one lick a tongue for XL candy for that PVP lick a tongue. Everyone's still talking about it. I know people who are walking it. They'll get there in a million years. And lastly, Chime Echo for that Stardust. What else is there to say? That's it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, at least there are two Stardust shout outs in each hemisphere. That's good. Well, actually, really quick, though, something additional for Chime Echo is that its shiny is being released at GoFest. So post yeah. GoFest, that'll be an additional shiny hunt for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Chris's favorite, my least favorite, eggs. Woo! I've got on here just no, but also I don't want to go off of the announcement because the announcement is exceptionally misleading as they tend to be with eggs. That said, we more or less have the full egg pool for everything because we can at least see it now. Right. So that's good. I'm just going to say in the two Ks, there's nothing as always. I'm not even going to mention it. It's not worth listing in 5ks there are a few babies bonsly uh but most importantly togepi who is actually worth getting especially if you don't have a good pvp togekiss as well as the rest of the as well as the gen 6 starters because you got to have starters in every egg pool i would also like to point out that while we talk about fairy dps not really being that much of a thing Togekiss is one of the preeminent charmers when it comes to fairy type DPS. It's like in top four 
and being able to farm Togepi for that purpose is very helpful because the fairy type needs it. Yes. Although I just want to say, you say top four. I want to say that rank three is Granville. So use your fairy types because you want to, not because they're the right choice. Yeah, just a lot of people happen to have Togekiss, and Togekiss's TBO yeah. is monstrous. Yeah, Togekiss is, is super bulky. I yeah. think Togekiss is usually second best in terms of fairy DPS right behind oh, really? Gargoyle. So. Okay. Yeah, I had a feeling it was up there, but I didn't want to be like, it's one of the best. Cause <laughs> but also, for those of us where Granbolt just isn't an option, like you would never touch it with a 10-foot pole, maybe even a 20-foot pole. I hesitate to offer any other lengths because I don't think you can manufacture sturdy poles at those lengths. But Toga Kiss is the only option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You could just not use fairy types. It's okay. Yeah. No, no <laughs> Generally speaking, what's the other type it's got? <laughs> <laughs> what else am I going to build for? <laughs> uh, next, we have the 10K eggs. Actually, they're pretty solid, with the exception of Esper and Ninkata. But if you need Esper and Ninkata, it's it's not actually that bad, because there's no other way to get those right now. At least Ninkata has a shiny out, though. Yes, this is also true. There is that option. The the 10k eggs also have other things that are good that they listed, like Timber, Gumi, Noibat, if you find it, mm-hmm. Rufflet. So the, the 10k egg pool is pretty good with those two exceptions, if you're being nitpicky. Lastly, we have the Adventure Sync eggs. First up is the 5k eggs. And all I have to say is <laughs> give me a way to get Kranidos and Sheldon, Shieldon in an actual place cowards <laughs> they they won't do it they haven't been ins- i was i was so excited when i read the notes real quickly because i thought they were saying they were going to be back in 7k eggs i was so excited mm-hmm. i was ready to hatch eggs but if they were going to be in 7k eggs they were going to be like a two percent hatch rate but not if they were all like all fossils Yes, especially if they were all fossils. No, I mean they've they've done it before. I, I shield down with that. Look, I 5% just five percent maybe. Look, they need to be more common. They need to have like a double community day Saturday Sunday for these two already. Come on, I don't know. It would kind of ruin the um, the economy for these two Pokemon if they did that all at once. I still only have an Arkin, and I've only hatched like two of them. So I don't want to hear about the economy of the old fossils at this point when <laughs> the new fossils are even more rare. But Kyle, when we were looking at the GoFest 2021 details last week, I know it was a long time ago, when we saw Shieldon was a spawn in one of the pools, we were like, yay, yes, yes. we wouldn't you- feel that way anymore. No, yes, it would. If yes, Shieldon was common, you'd be like, great, a common spawn is in there. If it's a, if it's a spawn that I want something from it, if it's if it's shiny exists, or if I want the candy, uh-huh. I want the candy. XL shield on candy. It's kind of important. Okay, all right. But on top of that, they've been fairly rare for a long time now. Yes, it is time. They're mega good. It is time for them to be more accessible. It has been. Almost two years since we had yeah. a fossil event. It's it's time to do a fossil event. It's time to make them spawn in the wild. I would have I would have said definitely that these two would have become more common 
prior to us getting a Gibble Community Day, and yet here we are. I will agree with you there. That that would have also been my prediction. So mm-hmm. that said, I got I got hung up on this. I'm sorry. Anyways, Chris is, was laughing so hard because of my wording <laughs> in the notes. Calling Niantic cowards. <laughs> Give me credit, shield on in an actually accessible place, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> it's art. It's art on page. The the rest of the five k interesting eggs are not worth mentioning. They're, it's whatever. Ten k egg. I think you mean Dratini Bagon and Beldum eggs, because <laughs> that's all that those eggs hatch. But Gibble, it's in the egg. You are right. Yeah. That does not mean it hatches from there. No, 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 no. It's in the egg pool. It's far from in the egg that you have. <laughs> yeah. That that said, it's a good egg pool. It's probably as good of an adventuring 10K as we are going to get. Mm-hmm. So make of that what you will. I would be curious to see if uh, research then shows that Gibble's hatch rate will increase even if it's slightly post-community day. Probably not. In response to community day happening, but the next time we have a rotation of eggs, I guarantee you, wherever he winds up, it will be more common. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Chris, all that's been broken down now. What are you looking forward to of what is called out for the seasons of discovery? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I think while you're going through this, you kind of brought my attention to one in particular that I didn't know I was excited about until we had mentioned it, mostly because we moved so fast through the first mention of it. But Star You coming back. You and I talked about this a little bit ago, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing your answer to your own question. <laughs> I think I kind of am. But we were both like, Yeah, Star You shiny is out. That's right. I forgot that Star You was a Pokemon because it's not around right now. And now that it's coming back, I, I'm really excited for the opportunity to hunt it a little bit. I think Staryu is also my answer because I'm I, I love Staryu a lot, and unfortunately, I'm not around a whole lot of water where I get to play. So I hope it's going to be a fairly common spawn as time goes on. Who knows though? We got so many things overriding seasonal spawns. You can't get too excited. Yeah, yeah. I would love a shiny Staryu, but I will take the dust as compensation i would love to shiny star you <laughs> all right thanks kyle let's that's a great way for us to keep our eyes open for what's coming out uh this season uh there's a lot to to dig through and there's also a lot of events like you mentioned as well so good luck trainers on looking for and hunting what you're looking for in particular but let's move along here to the poke lore now this week we're going to be covering Slowpoke, the dopey pokemon Slowbro the Hermit Crab Pokemon, and Slowking the Royal Pokemon. We will be covering the Galarian versions probably next week, but there's a lot to go through here without the Galarian versions even involved, so we're going to break it up a little bit. So first we'll start with Slowpoke, regular Slowpoke. Slowpoke is a pink Pokemon that resembles a cross between a salamander and a hippopotamus. Now let me just stop there right away. Uh, I don't get the hippopotamus reference, but I guess it's, I guess no, it's totally, it's totally hippopotamus. Come on. Okay. I, I don't see it, but okay. I'll just, I'll take the L on that one. Um, it has vacant eyes that never seem focused, curled ears and a rounded tan muzzle. It has four legs, each of which ends in a single white claw. It's long tapering tail has a white tip. 
This tip drips a sweet, sappy substance that is attractive to many species of fish. Slowpoke uses the tail as a fishing lure. The tail often breaks off, but it will grow back. In Alola, its tail is often dried and used in home-cooked stews. Also other places, according to the main series games. Uh, but those are more dark pretenses than this. <laughs> Slowpoke has a notoriously dim intellect and often forgets what it was doing. It takes a long time to respond to outside stimuli. For example, it can take up to five seconds to process pain and can take an entire day to notice when its tail has been bitten. Slowpoke is commonly found on the water's edge. In some places, it is believed that Slowpoke's yawn causes rain. This Pokemon is worshipped in those areas. Next up is Slowbro. Slowbro is a bipedal pink Pokemon with a tan striped belly and a rounded tan muzzle. It has large vacant eyes, curled ears, and two small pointed teeth protruding from its upper jaw. It has three clawed fingers on its hands and two clawed toes on its feet. There is a shelter attached to its tail. The shelter has a gray spiral shell and darker gray spots and small triangular eyes near the base. There are several spikes across the surface of the shelter and holes on the Slowbro with many sharp teeth. Shelter developed its spiral form in an effort to suck more sweetness out of Slowbro's tail. <laughs> if its tail or the shelter attached to it is broken off, Slowbro will revert to its unevolved form, Slowpoke. That's wild that they actually say that. Slowbro has lost the capacity to feel pain due to the shelter's poison. While typically lazy and unintelligent, Slowbro apparently becomes inspired when the shelter bites down on its tail. While it is capable of unleashing powerful psychic attacks, Slowbro is typically rather peaceful and usually prefers not to fight. Because it can no longer fish using its tail, it instead swims to catch its prey and allows the shelter to feed on its leftover scraps. Slowbro tends to live near ponds, lakes, and seashores. Now, if you thought that was bizarre, just wait. <laughs> it gets better. Slowking. Slowking is a bipedal Pokemon with a shelter latched onto its head. It is primarily pink with a pale yellow muzzle and scaled belly. Its feet and hands each have a single clawed digit, while the hands also have a clawless thumb. Around its neck is a spiny ruff with alternating red and white stripes. The shelter on its head has a spiral shape with two horns near the base. A red gem resides in the center of the shelter. The shelter's eyes are visible on the back of the shelter. Shelter's bite releases venom into Slowpoke's brain, causing a chemical chain reaction that unlocks a superior <laughs> intelligence and extraordinary power. More venom is injected into Slowking every time it yawns. The more venom the shelter releases, the more intelligent Slowking will become. However... If the shelter on its head comes off, it will forget everything it has learned and would revert itself back to Slowpoke. That's so sad. Slowking's intelligence can match that of a human and is constantly attempt and it constantly attempts to learn more. Its inspiration and intuition are also highly developed, and Slowking is able to stay calm in any situation and plan situations with effective results. This allows Slowking to solve anything despite nobody understanding it. In the anime, it can understand and speak the human language. And that's true in the Pokemon 2000 movie. That was yeah. a primary uh, plot point. According to the complete Pokemon pocket guide, it has such an easygoing personality that it is never stressed. Slowking is rarely found in the wild, though it can be found by the water's edge. It has been seen eating seaweed and drinking coconut milk <laughs> with its pinky up, I would presume. <laughs> In Alola, Slowking occasionally matches wit with a Rangaroo by the beach. 
Slowking has been referred to as the Sage of the Sea. Slowking was probably one of the first Pokemon that I saw, and I was like, they're really willing to get wild with these. Like, it's pretty interesting. Stats, we're just going to cover what Slowbro is for stats-wise and not Slowking, because I, I don't think I've ever seen Slowking really used for anything, but I have seen Slowbro used in PvP. Max CP at level 40, 25, 45, and at level 50, 28, 77. 216 stamina, 180 defense, and 177 attack, so it's a thick boy. Best moveset, probably Confusion and Psychic with Ice Beam. You can also have Water Gun as your fast attack, so there is that as an option. Uh, It's kind of just open to whenever and wherever you need to use it if the occasion arises. So, yeah, there you go. Slowpoke, Slowbro, and Slowking will circle back for the Galarian forms in the future. But it's time for Pokepole. Last week's Pokepole was, what is one feature in Pokemon Go that you wish Niantic would overhaul, and what changes would you like to see? First one's from Melody. All I want is to be able to skip animations. Please and thank you. Don't make me purify 10 shadow Pokemon and have to sit there watching over and over again. Oh my God. Yes, please. Amen. Remove the gift opening animation too, please. And sending and and selecting like, well, but it's not just the last animation that is annoying. It's the animation of waiting for it to pop up. The animation of, opening it the animation of selecting your next gif and then the animation of sending it it's like yeah. everything's got to have 12 animations in this game <laughs> <laughs> it's called polish kyle <laughs> look all i know is that at times when i'm actually just catching a pokemon normally and i'm sitting there waiting for like the seven seconds that it takes for one catch to happen i'm just like i could have quick caught this yep <laughs> there are other times i'm like oh and i switched to another app really quick to check something and i come back i'm like oh that's right it actually doesn't run in the background i still have to wait <laughs> yeah, i've done that jeez uh, next one's from venusy i'm also going to say raids but more the pre-raid experience i don't do local five-star mega raids because there's never anyone in the lobby when i check but actively displaying the count currently in the lobby above the gym slash in nearby would help a lot with finding people particularly when there's multiple raids around displaying leads in the raid lobby would help as well. So you can adjust strategies. If someone is bringing in their mega conversely, if it is a one star or three star raid that I'm just passing by, I would very much like to, I would very much like a start now button. So I don't have to awkwardly hang around for two minutes or so. God, I I know why they don't have a start now button. I get it, but it's, Especially for one and three star raids in private lobbies. Well, I mean, they don't want to do it for private lobbies as a general because then people will just make their own private lobbies for five stars and that will shut people out from joining them and that kind of stuff kind of restricts the play. Yeah. But I think that one and three star are readily soloable for a any player that is actively like pursuing to be better. So I just wish that it was also there next answers from matters and he said hello gents hard to pick just one feature to overhaul true so many are broken (laughs) other than the raid mechanic what i'd like to see them tweak is the avatar feature other than a couple of fashion statements and accessories at its core it hasn't changed since day one i'd personally like to make my avatar a little more me 
I agree. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to what extent I agree though, because oh. you also don't really get to interact with your avatar at all, except it's on just the map. On, it's it's on the map, but and like in lobbies. I mean the lobby is the is the noteworthy one because you yeah. can kind of flex on other people, but sure. not really. I just want a beard and a belly. That's my two things. That's all I want. Pokemon games don't do beards. Yeah, happen. but they do do bellies. Yes, they do. I need I need a bigger one. None of this tree trunk svelte track runner look. They should put in a bunch of forms of trainers from the main series games. Put in a hex maniac. Put in a Pokemon trainer. Put put in a bug catcher, and then let trainers build off of that. Mm-hmm. People would pay. I'd buy like a hex maniac or or want something of that degree. Yeah, I'd buy like a pack of four like frames for like ten bucks. You know, like that yeah. seems reasonable. I'm for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, Arkham Patient said skipping animations would be cool, but my number one thing I'd like to overhaul is the Go Plus. Make it connect faster and more reliably and add a setting where we can choose which balls to use. I'd like to be able to use my great balls first, Pokeball second, and Ultra Balls third. Yeah, I think we've been asking for those particular things for the Go Plus since its inception. And connectivity has been such an up and down sort of issue. But I don't really think it's ever actually been in a place where people are like, yeah, this works really well. No, it, it has never. But that's Bluetooth as well. Bluetooth is a touch and go sort of tech. I've had the same pair of headphones for a year. I literally turn them on. They Bluetooth connect to my phone and I'm done. I don't have to do anything. The fact that every third or fourth time I connect my Go Plus, I have to try and jump through hoops to make sure it connects is just ridiculous. Yeah. And then it disconnects every half hour for no reason. Oh, my yeah, God. I, I don't have that much of an issue. Mine actually works relatively consistently. Um, and it kind of only disconnects like every once in a while. And what uh, about when you run the phone in the background? Like if you have it connected, but you don't want to have your phone out. Yeah, it stays connected. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Every every single time it's like clockwork, I can almost set an alarm to it. Yeah. But what's really weird is that it'll be funky and then like I'll put my my ball down upstairs or like two flights of stairs away. And I'll go like 50 yards away too. like if I left my Pokeball in my car and went into like a store or something, it'll still be running <laughs> at like a ridiculous length. And I'll go next to it. It'll disconnect. And I'm like, well, did I get too close? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one for sure. Next one's an email from from Scunny Paxo. Hi, guys. Scunny Paxo from England here. The overhaul for me would be mass gift sending. Using a tick box or circle highlighting method, like online, would be so much quicker. I use the X button spam to avoid the animations, but it still takes way too long when we don't really need the process. Keep up the good work, fellas. Always looking forward to the new casts coming out. Regards, Scunny Paxo Cook Spaghetti. Team Instinct for Life. Woof. Woof. Yeah. That doesn't sound very valorous to me. It's because it's not. Mm Mm-hmm. Mask ascending, hard agree. I think the friend system overall needs some kind of overhaul in terms of interacting. An Not overall like, overhaul? Yes, an overall overhaul. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a name of an episode of the third season of My Hero Academia. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> this week's Pokepole is, what if you could change the typing of any Pokemon? Which would you choose and what changes would you make? Bonus points if you explain why. All right. I think I have an answer, Chris. Do you already have one? I sure do have an answer. And I, I wake up and think about this every day and before I go to sleep as well. But uh, bring back Drapion's bug typing. <sighs> Drapion needs it. You really, took really does. my answer. I'm just like so mad about it whenever I think about it because Skaroopy is just so great and Drapion's an awesome Pokemon, but I can't love it fully because it doesn't have the bug typing anymore. I think my answer's gotta be Gyarados. Not only is it not a dragon, it's mega evolution isn't a dragon either. It's a big old shrimp. That gets dark typing. Yeah. What? Yeah. Everybody knows all shrimp are evil. <laughs> Gyarados deserved dragon typing. It's in the mythos of what Magikarp Gyarados are based on. How could they not have made a dragon? And flying type just doesn't make sense. No, not even a little bit. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Well, dear listener, uh, if you have an answer to the question, if you could change the typing of any Pokemon, which would you choose and what changes would you make? Bonus points if you can explain why. You can send that on over to us in the form of a voicemail at 262-586-7717. Send over in an email, mail at gocastpodcast.com. Answer the question we posted on Twitter, or if you're a patron, we have an entire channel in our Discord dedicated to the Pokepole and gathering answers therein. But before we get to anything else email-related or otherwise, we're actually going to pass the microphones over to Fish and DeFi-E in the PvP corner. And this week, as mentioned before, they're going to be doing a deep dive into the Gold Battle League Season 8. So move changes and all of that good stuff and the finer details over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on Ahida. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment heading into its eighth season. DeFi, what's going on in PvP? Well, let's start off with our Sylph check-in. We are now wrapped up with the Commander Cup because May is completely over. Taking a look at my overall wins and losses out of my 22 battles, I won 13 of them, only lost nine. So a little bit better than a 50%, almost a 60% win rate. And my current rank in the Sylph Arena, refresh it right now, is 1,000. 117 in the world. I'm in the top 4.36% globally, which feels pretty good, but not quite under that 1000 rank that I was hoping to get. My biggest takeaway from the Commander Cup was just how strong that Toxicroak, Hypno, Alolan Muk Core was. It ended up being a lot of rock, paper, scissors type matchups, but it was just incredibly, incredibly a strong core. Yeah, totally agree. It dominated the meta. Um, I finished up on 18-12, so I did hit that 60% win rate. But interestingly, because I was ranked so highly to begin with, the losses that I had affected me a lot more than my wins. And so even though I did have a 60% win rate, I think I went slightly, slightly down in ranking for the month. So now I'm at 675 Still a pretty good global ranking, if you ask me. Yeah, still happy with it. Just, 
I would like to go up, not down. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we can take a look and maybe you can increase your ranking a little bit during Venture Cup. So looking ahead, Venture Cup is the current month's meta we are in for June. It's also the Cup of Regionals. And if you remember from last week, it's a bit of a mix of the cliffhanger idea where you have a certain amount of budget, amount of points that you use to build a team. And it's mixed with the idea of the Retro Cup in GBL, where the types that are banned were Fairy, Dark, and Steel. And they also banned Chansey. Thank goodness that I don't have to build one of those things. Do you have any hot takes on the Venture Cup now that we've been with it for a week? You know what? I just, I am struggling to get my head around this. I can't make head from tail here. Um, that we say a lot that uh, a meta comes along and we're like, oh, like this will be a really diverse meta. There'll be a lot of different picks. You can get creative, blah, 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 blah. Forget all that. This is the one. This is the meta where everyone is going to have a completely different team. I took a look at a tournament that happened on a Twitch streamer's channel. There were 38 players in the tournament, and between them, there were 97 different species. 97, that, that is um, separating shadow versions from regular versions of Pokemon, so if you include that, 97 different species, DeFi. That is crazy. I am so excited to see how this meta develops, and if anything does start to eventually stand out. It's good to hear, though, that nobody's quite figured it out yet. I am kind of getting the sense that bulk is better. Um, that that's kind of the one tip that I've I've got for people so far. Awesome. One last thing we need to talk about for Sylph is the Sylph faction. We are now starting or getting ready to start the second cycle. I'm on a Sylph faction. We are the Queen Bees, a team of all female PvPers. We had a really tough start. We faced some amazing opponents, had some really rough losses, but we just won our first bout. Uh, for the cycle. So that was really encouraging. And we're excited to go into this second cycle strong. Register for this next cycle if you're interested in creating a team. Starts June 7th and the cycle starts on June 14th. A new update is that faction members can now switch specialties in between bouts. So let's say you're the Ultra League specialist and you end up not doing so well or you don't like it. You can actually switch team members instead of being locked into being the Ultra League specialists for several weeks in a row. With a new cycle comes a new battlefield for the Great League Battlefield specialists. And this time it is called the Atlantis Battlefield. So that is Dark Fairy, Bug, Poison, and Water types. No Mythicals, no Megas, no Shadows, Regionals, or specifically Azumarill. Azumarill has caught the Banhammer in pretty much everything Sylph has done this season, and I kind of love it. I love that it just cannot sneak past the Banhammer. So by the look of it, uh, PvPoke hasn't, uh, at the time of this recording, hasn't put in the rankings for the meta but if we take a look at like the custom rankings put put all those uh, metrics in it looks like Alola Ninetales, Dugong and Venusaur stand out and also Wormadam Trash. Which I kind of love. I love Wormadam Trash. Now it has the ability to have XL candy to kind of get a few more power-ups in there. 
But the interesting thing is PV Poke currently, again, it the official rankings haven't updated, but when you play around with it, it recommends Bug Bite, not Confusion. And I think that's really interesting. Wormadam Trash being part steel is going to resist those poison types. It's going to resist um, some of those ice type moves. Um, it's going to do well against grass. It, it seems like it, it's going to do really, really well here. Yeah, and I don't think there'll be much fire damage here either. I'm trying to think through the types, like, unless Volcarona gets introduced <laughs> into the meta, I don't think there'll be much in the way of fire to, to really threaten the Wormadam, so... Houndour XL. Houndour there XL. There it is. Yep. There's, yep. There, there we go. So, something to kind of keep your eye on, and we'll be updating you on that meta as it develops. But we have a... Big announcement for our deep dive, and that is Go Battle League Season 8 is here. And we can start off by talking about some move updates. Fish, do you want to kick us off with the two brand new moves coming to PvP? Brand new moves. Um, First one is Feather Dance. So this one is a very low, low damage attack. 45 energy for just 35 damage, but it is guaranteed to drop your opponent's attack by two stages. So kind of like Acid Spray, but with attack rather than defense. So that's an interesting one. At the moment, only Pidgeot will be getting it, but I think that like down the track, that will probably appear on a few more Pokemon. The other move is Weather Ball Rock. Weather Ball Rock. Yeah, because you know how like you get out of bed in the morning, you're like, I wonder what weather it's going to be today. I need to know what to wear. And so uh, you, you look outside. It's not It's not raining. It's uh, It's not sunny. It's just rocky. It's just rocky out there, you know? I, I really don't. I, do, I don't know. <laughs> Fish. This, so, this move confuses me. Yeah, well, apparently it's a thing. Weather ball rock. Um, it's got the same stats as all the other weather balls. Uh, 35 damage, so really spammy. And six, uh, sorry, 35 energy. Uh, so really spammy, and 60 damage. So it's going to be a solid move at the moment, just being put on Hippowdon. But again, I suspect that will appear on more Pokemon down the track. Season 8 gave a lot of love to Poison-type moves. First, we have Acid Spray. Now takes a little bit less energy to get to. It was 50, and now it's only 45. Poison Jab now does even more damage. It used to be six and it's now seven. Poison Sting now generates more energy. It used to be eight energy per turn. It's nine now. Cross Poison got a really big update. It used to do 40 damage, now does 50, so more damage done. And it got a buff chance. So there's a 12.5% chance now that you can self-boost your own attack by two stages, kind of like how Night Slash works. You have a low percentage chance to boost your own attack by two stages. Finally, Poison Fang also got a buff now. It is now guaranteed a 100% chance to drop your opponent's defense by one stage. Other moves also got a little bit of love, one specifically being... Dragon Tail. Dragon Tail got a massive update. It now does 13 damage from 9. So all the way from 9 to 13. 
It does generate a little bit less energy. It was 10, now it's 9. Now it's going to rival Dragon Breath as a fast move. That's how good this got. It is insane. And my first thought there was like, oh my word, save us from the menace that will become Lugia. But then I thought like, because Dragon Tail is now doing more damage and even less energy, not only will it take so much longer to get to that aeroblast, but by the time you actually get there, then so much of the damage will be done. So you're not actually getting the full benefit from the aeroblast either. So I, I guess that one won't be too, too scary. And the last move that got an update was Focus Blast because what we needed was more damage from Focus Blast. It was 140 <laughs> and is up to 150 because that's what PvP was lacking. Yeah, don't you hate it when you get a focus blast to the face and then you're like, what was that? Is that all you got? Exactly. We also have Pokemon getting new moves, which is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, Aridos has been given lunge to go with its newfangled cross poison. Nidoqueen is getting poison fang, another one of those buff moves. So does Crobat. And Crobat is also getting cross poison. So a lot of poison Pokemon really benefiting from this update some other benefits that get to go to everybody is that we have a new pokemon debuting with go battle league season eight mindfu is now going to be a guaranteed encounter at rank five and it's going to be in the pool after rank five so i really love when we get new and interesting ways to debut pokemon and one of them is go battle league we also get a karina pose and avatar items who's karina Defi? Karina, I believe she's a Gen 6, Generation 6 trainer from Pokemon X and Y. She is on roller skates and is known for using her Lucario and Mega Evolving her Lucario. What I love about this is typically when you reach Legend, you get an outfit and a pose. What they're doing now is they're kind of spreading that out. So now you're going to get Karina's gloves when you reach Ace, her shoes at Veteran, And her outfit at Expert. And then finally, the pose is exclusive to people who reach Legend and go Battle League. I really love that they're giving opportunities for people at lower ranks to still get a really cool reward. You know what's coming back? Go Battle Knights. They are those knights where you can do 20 sets in a night. And this time you're also getting triple Stardust as well. So we're getting three of those throughout the season, one on June 3, which will have happened already by the time you listen to this, another one on July 11, and another one on August 26. Another feature returning to Go Battle League is the Great League Remix, but we're also getting the Ultra League Remix in addition to that. We will dive more into these metas as they get closer. But one thing that I thought was really interesting was that they already revealed what the bands are, so you can prepare for them in advance. And they're 20 Pokemon per league, so 20 Pokemon banned in the Great League, 20 in the Ultra League. The final thing that I kind of love about this is they're only banning the Pokemon that are most used by trainers Ace Rank and Up. So these are Pokemon that are used by kind of your top players in Go Battle League. So that's something I thought was really interesting. A lot of really good, positive changes to the Great League Remix, and I'm excited to see how the Ultra League Remix pans out. Yeah, that is really interesting. And finally, we have had like three seasons in a row where the season has been ended 
with a Kanto Cup that is unranked. That won't be happening this time. There is no Kanto Cup. It'll just be straight ranked play from wire to wire. Now let's get a little bit into the schedule. So by the time you're listening to this, we will have already started the season. The first two weeks, May 31st to June 14th, is great league only. Then the next two weeks will be Ultra League and Ultra League Premier from June 14th to June 28th. So another two weeks there. And then the next two weeks are Master League, Master League Classic. So cap it at level 40 Pokemon, no XL Pokemon allowed. And the Elemental Cup will be available. The Elemental Cup is basically the Little Cup, so 500 CP Pokemon are under, but they're only allowing Water, Fire, and Grass-type Pokemon. So, heads up, find a Ducklet under 500 CP. That is what you are looking for, for the Elemental Cup. Hot tip. During this time, to maybe just to encourage people to play, you're going to get double <laughs> Stardust bonus. I will not be giving my thoughts on Little Cup being back at this time. Uh, Great League and Great League Remix come back around again the 12th of July to the 26th of July. Ultra League and the Ultra League Remix will be happening from the 26th of July to August the 9th. Master League, Master League Classic coming back and Ultra League Premier Cup uh, happening from August 9 to 23 and... For some reason, they're giving two two times Stardust for that period of time as well. So August 9 to 23, we get double Stardust there. And then finally, last week of the season, August 23 to 30, we're getting all three leagues, Open Great League, Open Ultra League, and Open Master League to cap it all off. One of my favorite parts of playing in Go Battle League is getting the Pokemon as rewards. And you get a really good reward starting at rank one. Machamp is a guaranteed reward for the very first set of five that you play, which is really fun. Then, adding to the pool of encounters from rank one and up, you get Sableye, which is a really great encounter. A lot of people are grinding those XL candy. You also get Snover, Ariados, and Machoke. You get Mind Food guaranteed at rank five and up. And from rank 10, you can get yourself a Toxicroak, Stunfisk, and Male Jellicent. Starting at rank 15, you unlock the ability to get Skarmory, Scraggy, and Rufflet in that pool. And then finally at rank 20, you get the current Legendary is available in the pool. So whatever that tier 5 Legendary happens to be, that is what you will get unlocked. And then as always, when you reach Legend, you get that Pika Libre Pikachu. So Fish, we just covered a ton of information. What out of all of this for Go Battle League Season 8 are you most excited for? Easily the Go Battle Knights for me. I really, really enjoy having nights where I can just kick back and just battle the entire night. 100 100 battles. At triple dust. 100 battles at triple dust. Right? That's like uh, 3 billion dust. Yes. (laughs) What I'm most excited for is I am super excited to have Mindfu unlocked at rank five. I think it's a really fun Pokemon. I'm excited that we get it. And I really wanted to set a goal for myself for season eight of Go Battle League to at least hit expert. And I think it's really neat now that I can look forward to unlocking an outfit um, when and if I hit expert. It's important to set goals. And that is my goal for this season is to at least hit expert. You can all hold me accountable. 
Done. And if you listening have any questions for us to cover on air or any suggestions for topics that you think we should cover, then please feel free to email them to mail at gocastpodcast.com or hit us up on the GoCast Discord server. Good luck for Season 8 of GBL, and we will see you next week. Bye. All right, thanks for that. I'm ready for Season 8. I plan to actually participate a little bit. I know Kyle's been getting more into PvP lately. Have a Kyle, Mr. GBL matches every single week. I have. I've I've been taking time to try and do it on my breaks and stuff at work. Nice. It's kind of wild to see you engaging with it. And I'm excited to to hear some feedback from you once you've had some time with season eight as well. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. It's it's a perfect time to mention I totally did not get ranked twenty in Go Battle League this season, since the season has now reset. Yeah. I got to rank eleven and just kind of stopped. I got to fifteen. So. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. But uh, anyway, we have one more important section to get through here today. And and it goes to the tune of emails. That's true. And zero voicemails this week. This first email is from Jackson. Hello, Chris GoCast and Kyle GoCast. We're not related. And any other guests, if there is one, not this week, but thank you for trying to include them. I appreciate that. First off, I forgot that this podcast was recorded on Tuesdays and I kept procrastinating. I was playing Swablu Day in the car, so that explains my shadow ban. Oh, good. That's good. If you listened to the episode prior, uh, Jackson was saying that he was having issues where every single spawn he was trying to catch would run and must have been over the speed cap in the car. So that's good. Good to hear that. It was that easy of an answer. Anyway, my answer to the poll is I want gyms to be reworked. I have two ideas. My first is a legitimate gym. You can put Pokemon into it and boost your Pokemon's level or CP. The other idea is a Pokemon gym. Take the amount of gym leaders in the Pokemon main series and have one randomly picked per gym. You battle the gym leaders and the gym trainers and get a gym badge. Maybe you get a special Pokemon after or maybe you just get absolutely nothing. Who knows? So anyway, for GoFest, I think I'm going to purchase a ticket. I haven't done it before. This is mostly because of the cheaper price and because it's two days before my birthday. Ooh, so maybe you can leverage that. That'd be great. Also, the mythical for GoFest is Meloetta. Oh, such confidence. Although I, I, I kind of agree. It, it, it's going to be. Meloetta is a music-based mythical, and that would make the most sense. But it has not been confirmed. But yeah, that's probably a safe bet. Okay, bye. Jackson. Well, good, good to hear that the shadow ban thing is pretty much worried, uh, worked out there. It could, that it wasn't actually a shadow ban. You were just over the speed cap. That's good to hear. Uh, but also your idea about gyms, I think, is fantastic. Uh, we've talked about this before. Kyle talked about this last week a little bit, too. More variability in Pokestops and Poke gyms, please. There's just so much opportunity for growth and, and variance there. Kyle and I have been talking about it for years, <laughs> mm-hmm. literally for years. So you're you're on the money there for sure, Jackson. Thank you so much for writing in. Next emails from Drew too, and they said, "Hi Chris and Kyle, it's been a while since I've heard an update on your goals to power up your bug and ghost Pokemon to max level. Did these goals die out with the introduction of the increase in level cap?" Yes, I'm currently working on my own goal of powering up one of every Steel type, which is objectively the best type of Pokemon. Boo! Maybe if you're looking for a defensive type, yes, you are correct. I recently got my 100% Metagross and Excadrill to level 50 a few weeks ago. And I'm now working on my 100% Magnezone, 
which is somewhere in the 45 to 50 range. This will probably make you cringe, but I also leveled up an Aggron to level 50. Can you guess what Pokemon is suggested for every single gym battle and raid? Keep up the good work, <laughs> Drew 2. Keep that Aggron fainted and you oh, won't have to yeah, deal yeah, with it. Yeah, just don't ever revive it. It's fine. Yeah. That said, my goal is not gone, but getting XL candy for ghosts is awful. They are not common spawns in any of the stuff we've had for the last six months. Frillish was showing up for the last season, which was nice. I caught some of those and I traded for a good one. I actually, let me check if I actually maxed that out one second. Did I do that? Not with Excels. No way. No, no, I'm not. I haven't done anything with Excels because I haven't had enough. But as soon as I have enough for any of them, I will 100% do it. It's not a question. But unfortunately, it's not something I can reasonably go for. That said, it, will, it won't stop me. Uh, yeah, so for me, the, the big drive to it, besides Kyle putting this goal for himself and me thinking it sounded like a lot of fun and, and loving bug types and such and, and kind of fashioning it the same way that he did, is that when we were able to say max out, it was 40. And for me maxing out to 50 just is is more pain than the joke is worth in my opinion yes. well um, also in chris's case there's like 212 bug type pokemon <laughs> there are a lot of bug type pokemon for sure but there's also a lot of unique cases with the bug typing uh a la Skorupi, um into drapion right where Skorupi would have to be the max but drapion wouldn't and it's just kind of like there are more examples and other types where you max them out and you're going to use them Bug type is one of the typings that that's just generally not the case. Like almost always not the case. There's like with the three exception of bug types. <laughs> yeah. Caesar sometimes. But anytime you'd use Caesar, you just bring a Genesect. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, Crustle, but that's in PVP. So you don't want one maxed out anyway. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of a minefield. Like it was really fun when it was 40 because that was much more attainable. But the just the increase in resource drain up to 50 makes it just not worth it anymore. I mean, <laughs> getting 296 XL candy is is absolutely absurd. I will probably yeah. never reach this goal. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to catch every single ghost that I see to try and do it. Yeah. My energy has really kind of been refocused. Uh, Into to, saving Stardust. Well, saving Stardust <laughs> and then also like becoming best buddies with my 100% and then eventually making it so that I could get those to max. Like I will, I, as soon as I get enough XL candy to get my Rayquaza up to level 50, I'll just do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the email there, Drew to appreciate it. Next one's from John. Hey there, Chris and Kyle. What's up, John here. It's been a while since I sent anything in, but I'm back to rep team email. Once again, I wanted your thoughts on me having over 1300 ultra balls. I know I have an issue. <laughs> I tend to only use them if I really have to. I think Gibble Community Day is the perfect time to get rid of at least maybe 500 of them or down to 500. I don't have a Pokeball Plus or any other auto catcher, and I'm not really sure if I want to get one as I like to see everything I catch and keep track of my inventory. Do you guys think I have a problem? Anyway, we shall see. Maybe I do. Have a good one, though, guys. I'll write you again soon. See ya. And then attached a <laughs> screenshot uh, for Pokeballs. Zero great balls, 1,357 ultra balls. Out of 200, 
250 inventory. I might add. Yep. Yep. I couldn't do that. Where do you keep your berries and your rare candies, friend? Yeah. Like, what? where's the rest of your inventory? Where's your <laughs> potions and revives? Like, just don't the need two em. types. Don't need them. <laughs> so you just catch a new one. Yeah. yeah that's that. right. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was fun. <laughs> oh, could you imagine some kind of Nuzlocke? For, oh my god, Pokemon for, Pokemon Go Nuzlocke would be the worst experience. It would be off ever. Well, actually, I don't know. I if you really thought it out, it could be compelling, but not for like a long-term gameplay. No, no. Yeah. But I'm not going to say you have a problem. I am going to say that that's that's a lot of ultra balls and you should <laughs> consider catching some Pokemon. If that's a problem, I have a solution and it's Gibble Community Day. Good luck. Yeah, come on. You can catch a thousand Gibble on Community Day. No problem. You absolutely can. Best of luck to you. Good good luck and shiny vibes. Chris said the magic words. He said shiny vibes. Next <laughs> email is from Mitch. He said, hello, Chris and Kyle. Another great week of go for me. I managed to snag a Hundo Eevee from the Verizon event. And get this. A shiny hundo Eevee. Let's go. What? What is my luck? See y'all this weekend. Old goals. Level 48 and begin working on lucky trades. Yes. Shiny Galarian Zigzagoon. Yes. Lucky traded. David Bowie colors. Recoup Stardust. 450k total. Yes. 560k. Not bad. Oh, crap. All right. Mitch did this one just to, to stick it. New goals. 50 shiny gibble. Mitch, <laughs> why are you doing this to, to us? You know what I was going to do. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> 750K dust total. 1 million experience. Shiny vibes all. Cooks gravy. Well, <laughs> at, at least one person is going to fail. On Sunday, <laughs> good chance both of us are going to fail. On That's Sunday. why I said at least one, because it depends on yeah. what you set your goal for. Yeah, geez. Well, I've already written it down in anticipation, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate the email. If you would like to send in an email like these fine folks did, you can to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also call in and leave a voicemail that will play live on the show. And by live, I mean live when the two of us recorded, I suppose, because. And also not live with you because you're saying us a record a recording. Anyway, that number is 262-586-7717. We also have a website, gocastpodcast.com. And we just put up one design in two different colors from listener of the show, Modders, who's also a very, very talented graphic artist. Uh, and it's a design for GoFest usage. It's uh, got GCPC, which stands for Go cast podcast obviously in uh, acdc style it looks so sharp so sharp it looks really phenomenal please go check that out we have it uh linked up to our store page so check it out there if you're so inclined follow us on twitter at GoCast podcast um, and if you'd like to help support the show monetarily you can do so via patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash go cast podcast uh, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. And that $1 uh, basically gives you access to the best perk that we have available, which is our discord where you do raids. We all hang out. We talk a bunch of, you know, junk about things we don't like and praise a lot of the things that we do like. 
We have art channels. We have channels where we talk about other video games, channels where people post playlists and talk about music. It's awesome. Come hang out with us if you're so inclined and also support the show. And shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian Bo, Daniel Zekwalker, Andrew Chad, Robert Laurie, Sports, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Much appreciated to all of you for your very generous support of the show. Thank you very much for helping us keep the digital lights on. Very much appreciated. You're the best. You are our heroes. But if monetary support is not in the cards for you or just isn't something you enjoy doing, but you still want to help support the show, you can do so in a very free and easy way by leaving a review via whatever you're listening on Google podcasts or, you know, Apple podcasts or whatever the case might be. Leave us a review, please. Unless you're listening on Spotify, of course, I'm going to write them another angry email. Please hold. All right, I'm back. (laughs) All right. That means it's time for one last thing, Kyle. We got to set some goals and don't forget shiny gibble. Yep. Yep. What are you feeling? All right. So first things first, I have a goal of 30 shiny gibble. 30. I plan on catching a whole lot. So hopefully the RNG gods grace me there. Mm -hmm. But that's not my real goal because my real goal is 3 million experience. And that's a lot for me. So that is a lot. (laughs) I have been making an extremely concerted effort to get better at excellent throws. Every throw that I make right now, I attempt to make an excellent throw if I'm actively playing the game. Nice. It's not very, it's not going very well. I'm at like two and 10, something like that. Practice makes perfect, man. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's never worked out so great for me, but we're going to see how I do it on Gibble. Going to do another 45 go battle league matches. And, and last I'm going to try and get a shiny Registeel. Oh, a shiny Registeel, not just any Reggie. Yeah. I don't don't particularly want to raid the other ones. I don't like doing Ultra League, and I don't want XL Candy because I know I'll never get to 50 on any of them. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's quite the the handful you got set up for yourself. These are nice goals. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how I do. Okay. Yes, we will. I'll be there for a handful of these. (laughs) All right. For myself, thanks so much, Mitch. 51 shiny gibble, I guess. Uh, Hit 6.25 million dust. So I just another 250,000 on top of what I already have right now. And I'm kind of, I said a little bit low because I intend to probably spend a little bit because I, one of my goals is also 25 GPL matches. And I'm going to probably have to make some Pokemon based on the new meta, see what the move, how the move shake out and stuff like that. So I'm leaving a little bit in my budget for that. 2 million experience, not quite as much as Kyle is shooting for, but enough. Um, we'll probably, you know, you and I, Kyle, if we play as hard as we think we're going to, we will probably make more than two, probably around 3 million. I think I also have two best friends that will line up with community today, but that's going to oh, be almost completely a by accident. Awesome. Uh, so it should be rather doable. I just want to, keep it there because that seems more reasonable to me right now for some reason and then i want to hatch 50 eggs uh by next tuesday at by next monday at adventure sync time so we'll see we'll see we'll see but that's it kyle i'm very excited for gibble community day oh, aren't man. you oh 
All right, dear listener, good luck on Gibble Community Day. Shiny vibes uh, from us to you. And actually, it's from Mitch to us to you because he passes it to us every week because it's his magic. Um, And we'll see y'all next week for episode 148. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Bye.